When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumpacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumpacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Gold Diggers podcast here on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats Guerrero. It is Friday. You know what that means. Mimosa Michelle is here. What's up, Michelle? Hey, hey. Mimosa Michelle is mimosa-less, which is sad. That's always a sad Friday when I don't have a mimosa in my hand. But we, you know, I don't feel like I deserve to celebrate after how the 49ers performed last week. I don't get to have an- another mimosa until they win a game, which they should this week. Yeah, I. it's a shame, but we haven't done this in a little while after a loss, but I don't, I don't like it one bit. Um, we're going to get to previewing the game. We'll get to best bets, obviously. Uh, but I always say, if you take the time to leave a review on the podcast, we will take the time to read it. This one comes from Stephen GV, who says, hot takes and cold truths. Robert, statistics. It is great hearing from you and Levin, the truth, Black, and the gang to help the faithful get through the week. Love Mimosa, the convert. Michelle, she keeps our feet on the ground with an outsider's perspective, and we can tolerate Cone, too. Love the pot. A lot of nicknames in that review. You know, I, I think nicknames go a far away, though. They feel a stronger connection, right? And I love the wet blanket for Levin that goes with him so well. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, so I like it. All right. Well, before we get to previewing the game, I want to give a shout out to Community Tree Service LLC, our YouTube partners. We are so excited to be partnered with you and have you as friends of the show. If you are in the cent- if you are from the Central Coast to the Bay Area, anywhere in between, they will hook you up tree trimming, land clearing, hazard tree removal, home fire hardening, debris removal you need taken away, call Community Tree Service 831-763-2391, or you can email estimating at cts831.com, their website, communitytree.com. 
Estimates are free. And more than that, if you mention you're a Niners fan, they'll give you 200 bucks off your quote. If you are a Ravens fan or a Cowboys fan or a Seahawks fan, they'll charge you $200 more. So maybe, you know, don't mention that part of it. But Community Tree Service, we love you. And they are licensed by the California State License Board. License number 11008116. If you had to pick a team for the 49ers to play after the debacle on Monday, at least from a defensive perspective, I don't think I could pick a team better than the Commanders, Michelle. So there would be one exception to this. I would pick the Commanders with Sam Howell and uh, not with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so that's the only thing that scares me slightly because Jacoby Brissett doesn't care, right? He's just chucking it up. I mean, <laughs> the Commanders were doing anything against the Jets last week and Brissett comes in and almost wins the game because he has no fear and he actually utilizes Terry McLaurin and has the connection with him. That's my only fear. But in terms of the defensive side, the commanders are extremely terrible. They have nobody that's going to be able to stop the 49ers weapons. I think Brock Purdy has a huge, huge comeback game, bounce back game. And so much of that game last week, I did feel like it was really bad luck, right? Like everything was going against the 49ers. Now, I definitely underrated the Ravens defense. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I think they may have heard me talking crap about them and they came out to play. They were no joke. They were fantastic, but everything was just bouncing their way as well. And I'm, I, at least it was an AFC game, throw it out. It'll be fine. And uh, I, they get back on track this week against just a terrible opponent. Yeah. And I don't mean to disparage the Ravens defense. They won. They did catch the ball. They made the plays, but I'll say this 49ers were going up and down the field on them. They were on pace for 500 yards of offense in the game. So you know, yes, the, the Ravens defense did a good job, but the Niners were moving the ball. I don't think the commanders are going to have nearly the same amount of luck this week with turnovers. Uh, so I expect the 49ers to go up and down the field on Washington if they don't turn it over. And I'm looking at you, Brock, and I'm looking at you, Ronnie Bell. Mr. Loves to fumble the punt return. If they don't turn it over, the Niners are going to put up yards and score points in this one pretty much at will. Like we could legitimately be looking at an Eagles situation where they score every time they get the ball. That's how the commanders are. They're last in the league in yards allowed. I think they give up 30 points a game. Blevin had it yesterday that they're on pace to give up the fourth most points in a single season. Anybody's ever given up. So you, you may think I'm blowing smoke, but I'm really not. No, they're atrocious. Their their secondary is so incredibly bad. So I expect Devo to have a huge game. Brandon IU, George, like all of them should have huge games. And you're right. The one thing that can stop this team is the turnovers, right? 12 of their 17 turnovers this year have come in their four losses. They're averaging three turnovers per game in losses this year. That's the worst in the NFL. That's the only thing that hurts this offense is the turnovers. If there's if they control the ball, they're 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 safe with it. No one can stop this offense. I will say the defense for the 49ers scared me a bit last week. That may have scared me even more than the offense because the the Ravens, especially in the second half, they could just do whatever they wanted. They were there was no one even close to these receivers. I thought they would be. I didn't think they'd struggle to stop the Ravens wide receivers here. Maybe a little bit with Isaiah Likely, but I couldn't believe how wide open Zay Flowers was just over and over and over again. That was frustrating because it's like, once again, the other team's number one option eats against the 49ers defense. That's not the first time that's happened. Gameplan.exe watching on Twitch says stats. I think you've had the best, most even keel take on the loss this week that I've heard anywhere. 
I have been way more positive than other 49ers podcasters and certainly a lot of 49ers fans. I have tried to keep it in perspective because everything that they want is still in front of them, Michelle. They win Sunday. They beat the Rams in week 18. They're the number one seed, which is exactly what we wanted and hoped for at the end of the, at the beginning of the year. If you told me the Niners would need to win their last two games to be the number one seed in the NFC, would you sign for that right now? I would have said absolutely yes. Now, if they somehow manage to lose Sunday, I'm going to go nuts and lose my mind. But right now, there's no reason to do that yet. Yeah, if they lose Sunday against the Commanders, then you go back to that three-game losing streak. And, I mean, I know they ended up putting it back together, obviously, and then went on this great run. But you would really like to see one loss not start to roll over two more bad losses like it did earlier in the season. There is there's zero reasons to lose to this team. I don't like, I, I know I'm kidding with this whole Jacoby Brissett over Sam Hollow thing. And it is an upgrade for them, but it's still Jacoby Brissett. It's not like they're putting out Tom Brady out there or anything. So there's just no reason that this isn't a blowout, let alone a win. I absolutely agree with you. Aaron Rodriguez says, Hey Rob, what do you think about the 49ers curse? Every team that beats the Niners, their QB one gets injured in the following game. I hadn't noticed that. Is that actually true? Because if if so, then the Ravens are in trouble this week. We'll just say that. I didn't let me go back and look. So Cleveland beat well, Cleveland beat the 49ers, but their quarterback was already hurt coming into the game. PJ Walker started that game for Cleveland. Uh Kirk Cousins, did he get hurt in the next game for Minnesota? He got I, hurt in the Green Bay game. That was after San Francisco. Oh my <laughs> goodness. And then uh Joe Burrow. When did Joe Burrow get hurt? I need to go back and look at this now. This is a real thing. Did he get hurt against Buffalo? Let me see. Uh, no, I don't think he did. I think he got hurt against the Ravens, maybe. He played the whole Buffalo game. So I don't think that that, uh, I don't think that, that curse totally holds up. I mean, eventually Joe Burrow got hurt. But still, that is a crazy thing. Um, I, I just want our quarterback to stay healthy, please. Brock Purdy's had stingers in back-to-back weeks. That is not you know, a good thing. But I did read an article in the San Francisco Chronicle uh, where they interviewed a doctor who basically said stingers, unless your your body is is physically set up in a way that, you know, um, will make you more prone to stingers. Other than that, like once you get better from it, you get better from it. And he thinks what happened with Brock is that even though he was feeling good after the first one, he probably wasn't 100 percent healed. And then, boom, he got hit the next week and sort of like re-aggravated it. But those are the first two stingers that Brock has ever had. So he's not like predisposed towards them. So hopefully it shouldn't be an issue. I'm not even going to lie. I don't fully know what a stinger is. So a stinger is there's like nerves in your shoulder. And when your shoulder gets hit a certain way, the nerves get irritated and you get like a burning kind of stinging sensation in your shoulder and your arm and maybe the back of your neck. And it can lead to numbness. That's really the big thing. It's not really the pain. It's the numbness. And it can, it can last for five minutes or it could last for much longer, could last for a week. Like it just depends on, on whether or not those nerves settle down. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. He seemed like he really wanted to come back in. He was ready to come back in. I think if it was a closer game, he would have came back in. Uh, and so I'm not worried about him moving forward. Yeah, I think that if the offensive line wasn't basically Swiss cheese at that point and it was closer, he probably would have gone back in. But I think Kyle was like, you know what? Let's let's just 
see what happens. Listen, I can't like this line. Trent Williams' health matters so much to this mm-hmm. line. It's insane how much they fall apart just because of one guy is not there. They really need to work on this depth this offseason with this offensive line. Yeah, well, it was in that game. It wasn't just Trent Williams. It was Trent Williams. His replacement had a concussion, so he went out. Aaron Banks, the starting left guard aggravated his turf toe so he went out so they were really they had no offensive lineman on the bench in that game because they were that's how low they were so it was it was bad not that the offensive line is that great outside of Trent Williams anyway sign me two nine says I got the same shirt Michelle is wearing for my daughter and I wore them for the first time on Sunday not sure we can wear them again oh no you can notice I'm not wearing my hoodie today Michelle I switched it up they lost I'm wearing mine I know I which is making me nervous when they lose, you know, I got to switch it up. I'm going no 49ers gear today. That was an intentional decision by me. So now if they win, you can't wear 49ers gear for the rest of the year. That's so lame. Why wouldn't you just try? You know, they're going to beat the commanders. Try on a different 49ers gear. I'll have 49ers gear on during the game. But Friday, I was going with 49ers gear and they lost. So now I have to switch it up. I have to do my part for the team. Although if you want what Michelle is wearing or other really cool 49ers stuff, Click the link to homage, H-O-M-A-G-E, in the description of the show. It'll take you right there. They have awesome stuff. Uh, And if you use that link specifically, we get a little bit of uh, coin of the realm, so to speak. So please and thank you. Please do that. Uh, Heinemann says Trent Williams for MVP. Uh, JJ00 says lucky this draft is supposed to be crazy good for offensive linemen. Offensive linemen. And the Niners actually have a first-round pick. That's cool, and I'm excited to look at the draft, but not now. Not on December 29th. I'm still focused on this year, damn it. There's still plenty to play for. By the way, who's still the Super Bowl favorites despite the loss to the Ravens? The Niners are. That is for a reason, because they have a really, really good team. Don't overly freak out about this loss, people. Yeah, and against the NFC, they're dominant, right? Against the AFC, they're having some struggles. So you don't have to worry about the AFC until the Super Bowl. That's uh, That's... That's a problem we want to have, right? That's a problem we hope we're going into Super Bowl week and being like, oh, okay, they've had some issues against the AFC. Can they get it together? It'd be wild if it was like the Ravens rematch or something. But against NFC teams, like I feel really good against the 49ers. There's not a team that I would be scared for the 49ers to face in the playoffs this year. I agree, uh, particularly if they had that week off. If they had that week of rest, I would be like, bring on anybody. I, yes, absolutely. Without that week, you know, I'd be a little more scared. I do think their defense is a little tired. I think their defense could use a week off. God knows they have a bunch of injuries right now that, that we're monitoring. Um, but again, I still think they are the best team. I, even without the bye, they can still make the Super Bowl legitimately. I still don't think they're a team that anybody wants to play. I just... And there's okay. no reason for them not to get this by. I mean, again, the commanders, like the Rams are a good team and they will probably need to win that game to solidify their playoffs. They can get in even if they were to win the Rams, they can get in if they win this week and also lose next week if other things happen. But still, you would expect the Rams to be playing all out. So that is going to be a hard game. And the Eagles are really their biggest competition right now for this number one seed. And they have two easy games. So maybe that's where you worry when it comes to week 18. But the 49ers just need to get this done. Win these two games that are easily winnable. And you get the bye. And they just got to figure it out. Handle handle your business. 
I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> the mind meld is complete. Gameplan.exe says sports superstitions are a complex equation, Michelle. Apparel, person, seating, drinks, watching, company, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Thousand percent gameplan.exe. A thousand percent. When that game started to go sideways for the 49ers, I changed locations. I changed clothes. I tried everything I could do. You oh, have- it didn't help, huh? The team wasn't like, oh, stats is in the right location now. I, I, we could start playing better. I'm just saying they went into halftime despite the three picks with a chance to take the lead with one good touchdown drive. All right. Did Look, it happen? I, I'm not a wizard. I can't do it all by myself, but I can do my part. I can try. You're telling me when you watch the Steelers, you don't have any superstitions. You don't have anything like that. I don't even wear Steelers gear anymore during games because I feel like they're really bad when I wear Steelers gear. So I, uh, I do. Uh, yeah. Yes. Of course, but they're just really bad often, even when I don't wear steely skirts. So I don't think that really matters. Getting a lot of love from the Twitch commenters about my product plugs midstream. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, I happen to work at ESPN with Mike Greenberg for a long time. He's the best person I've ever seen at that. So I got a lot of experience around somebody that's really, really good at that. Uh, Strawberry Reacts says, any chance the Rams lock in at the sixth seed and just sit starters? I don't know that they can lock in. They can clinch a playoff spot this week. Yeah, need- and you guys need to be the biggest Steelers fans this week because how they clinch it is the Rams just have to beat the Giants, which that should happen, and they need the Seahawks to lose to the Steelers, and then they clinch that playoff berth. Again, I don't know if it is you know, the sixth seed they would definitely get, but if they clinch it, they may. I mean, does it really matter if you're the sixth or seventh seed? So if you're, well, if you're the seventh seed, you would play the two seed. Right now, that would be the C- the Seahawks are the seventh seed. The Eagles are the two. If you're the sixth seed, you play the three seed. I think the Lions are the two seed, aren't they? No. The Eagles win the tiebreak over Detroit based on strength of victory, which, holy crap, that's like the fourth or fifth tiebreaker, I think. Strength of victory is pretty far down on the list. But that could obviously change with two weeks left in the season. Yeah, I think if the Lions went out, they're the number two seed because probably the strength of victory would increase against Dallas. And I don't know who they played the last week. It might be Minnesota. So I I think they would beat them out then. So, yeah, I mean, there's a slight difference on based on who you might play. I would much rather play the Lions on the road than at home. I'll say that. I think they're a much better team at home. Um, But the Rams could clinch the playoff spot. Let's see. So the Rams have two more games. So the most wins they could get to would be 10. The Cowboys or the Eagles will be the no. I don't think the I don't think the Rams can get higher than six because the loser of the AFC yeah. East is going to be the five seed, and they both yeah, are. Yeah, hundred percent. The Cowboys and Eagles have locked in that number five seed. Whoever one doesn't win the NFC East, so yeah. it's the the six and seven. And I think at that point, like you really don't you can't stress about your opponent too much in that situation because too many things can change also in week 18. I will say though, there might be something there with the Rams not wanting, you know, the vision rivals to get that number one seed. They're probably going to play all out during that game. It would depend too. like Stafford is a guy that's usually pretty banged up. How banged up is he? Do they want to try and give him a week of rest? Who knows? A lot of things could change, but again, the number one thing for the 49ers is handle your freaking business beat the commanders okay and i'm interested to see is brock a little shook like is he because the thing about brock that you loved is he went out there and he freaking slung it man dude's open i'm letting it rip i don't care if it's five yards open or if it's 35 yards open i'm letting it rip 
But does, because of all the interceptions last week, does he go out there like, oh, yeah, he's kind of open, but there's a guy close and I don't want to risk it. And, and does he get a little gun shy? Because that's what you don't want. Well, I mean, two of those interceptions were off. There was two off batted passes, right? Yeah. So uh, it wasn't like it was him making these insanely bad decisions and throwing it over the, the one in the beginning of the game in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. Right. But the others, and I did feel like he just kept coming out, not, not having the interceptions in the back of his head. Maybe, maybe until after the third one, maybe that got to him a little bit, but I I don't think he's going to come out here nervous, but also it's the commander secondary. I, they do not have anyone that's going to put, any pressure on these these playmakers they're allowing the fourth most yards after catch per reception this year as well the commanders so you know like no one's gonna tackle diva or are you especially kid like it's just not gonna happen i expect them to all just have massive huge games if you have them in fantasy any of these playmakers for the 49ers like you're gonna do great everybody into the pool brock's press conference yesterday was incredible i thought it was so honest and informative i've never heard a quarterback just be that like down to earth and open about what he was thinking so he said last week that on that first interception he was so pumped up about how they had hit some big plays and they were kicking ass early in the game that he was like you know what this isn't the right coverage i'm gonna jam it in there you know things are rolling let's keep the train rolling and so he forced it in there and it was intercepted. He said like he got caught up in the emotion of what was happening. I've never heard a quarterback admit that. I kind of like that he admitted it. And what he said was like, hey, I've got to be smarter there and not get caught up on those things. That is a young quarterback mistake, right? That is just a guy who has not paid the penalty really for trying stuff like that during a game. Well, he paid the price. They, they had the interception. The points were off the board and it came back to bite him in the ass. And hopefully now he has learned from that going forward. Yeah, I was going to say that's a great experience for him to learn about before the playoffs. Like you don't want him getting cocky like that in a huge playoff game. And then that's what starts on. on, uh, What am I trying to say here? Not unravel. Unravel? Oh, my goodness. I give up. You guys all know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Are you sure you're not drinking? I'm not. I just have issues saying some words, and apparently that's one word I cannot say. But I'm happy he learned this before going into the playoffs. That's all I wanted to say. And I do think these moments for him are so important. That's we were saying this a lot last year, right? Like we wanted Brock to be put into some tougher situations before the playoffs, and he kind of got that with the Raiders game, and they came through and they won. But he's seen a lot more tougher situations throughout this year, and I think that only helps once you get into such a serious playoff game. And now he can remember, okay. I messed up that Ravens game last, uh, you know, a handful of weeks ago because I got too cocky and I wasn't trusting the system and the play calls. Now, when he's in that situation, the playoffs, hopefully he remembers that experience. Right. And his games are only going to get bigger going forward. They're in the playoffs already. He's going to have playoff games. Hopefully he's going to have a Super Bowl. If he's getting caught up in the emotion of a regular season game, he's going to have to fight that. You know, he was probably more likely to get caught up in the emotion of a playoff game in a Super Bowl. Now, hopefully he's got that in his head. Like, hey, let's not get, you know, outside of myself here. Let's not get a, let this get away from me. Let's rein it in. And especially in this system, you really don't have to try to make a play. Just get it to the open guy and they're going to do the rest. So hopefully that's in his head, too. Like, 
the outcome that I want, a big play, can still be achieved even if I don't try and force things. That's really, I hope, what what he drives home this week. Yeah, I will say as soon as the 49ers got down, though, it really does. There's something with this team where you're like, oh, no, like they just really I don't know if it's the coaching or what, but Kyle Shanahan cannot win a game once he's down a bit like he he cannot make a comeback. And I know he's not the one out in the field, but what is going on where it's only Kyle Shanahan can't win a game when he's down in the fourth quarter? So what you're referring to is that Kyle is 0-37 when they're down by at least eight points in the fourth quarter. And that's the only coach since he became the coach of the 49ers that hasn't had a victory in that spot. It's not that they can't come back when they're down. Obviously, they were down. His record is the worst, too, when they're just down by three points in the fourth quarter. They, I mean, they came back against the Eagles and it wasn't the fourth quarter, but they were down in that game. They were down, I believe, against Arizona also, and they came back and won. I think people are making too much of that. Uh, How much were they down in those games? Not much, but... I'm talking about, like, if they start to get down by eight, ten points, that's where it's like, I mean, there's we've seen so many comebacks of that. I mean, every single year, every single week, we see comebacks down eight, ten points. That just doesn't happen for the 49ers. Like, once once they had a point, you're like, oh, goodness, they're they're not going to make this comeback. See, I don't, I never believe that with this team. When they have an offense that can score from anywhere on the field at any play, I don't look at it like, oh my God, we're losing. We can never, ever come back. Uh, It's not about just losing though. It's like, yeah, if they're down by one touchdown or down by three points, yeah, they definitely can come back or like we've seen that they're going to do that. I'm talking about like once it gets to double digit points and we've seen teams come back all the time from that Kyle Shanahan doesn't, he just doesn't. They haven't yet. That's for sure. Um, they also probably haven't been down by double-digit points that many times, and they certainly haven't recently, which is a good thing. This this team shouldn't be down by double-digit points considering all the talent they have, and hopefully we don't ever see that situation again. Like, I would love for that stat to never be broken because the Niners are just never in that situation again. You can okay, win a Well, they're going to be in that situation. They can't. How do we know? You think they're – oh, you mean this year or – yeah, this year they may okay. never be I thought down. You just meant forever. Oh, yeah, oh. this year they they could do it. Right. So that it it's not like you have to solve that in order to win a Super Bowl. That's that's not that's not it. And you like people keep bringing up their record against the AFC North because it hasn't been great this year. You may not have to face an AFC North team ever again this year too. Like so, there's so much stuff that like we're caught up in now that might not ultimately even matter by the time we get to the Super Bowl if the 49ers are in it. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a low probability they have to face an AFC North team, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it would be either the Ravens or the Browns. The Browns aren't making it to the Super Bowl, and the Ravens always lose in the playoffs. So, very low probability. Strawberry reacts says they did last year against the Raiders. They were down by ten. Yeah, but the key is when in the game were they down by ten? Because if it wasn't the fourth quarter, which it must not be, because we've all seen that stat by now. I'm trying to go back and look in that game against the Raiders really quickly. I know it went to overtime. So the Raiders were up by 10 in the third quarter, uh, but then the Niners scored at the end of the third to make it a three point game. And they was never, no, they were, yeah, it was never like an eight point lead in the fourth quarter. That's why that stat holds up, but they were down at one point by 10 against the Raiders. Yes. Just not in the fourth quarter. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, all right, let's get to some best bets, Michelle. Last week, we gave you six. I gave you three. Michelle gave you three. She happened to hit on two of her three. I only hit on one of my three. Very ashamed to say. But 50% for us, again, just like we were the week before. Like we, We're just one. If we could hit one more bet a week, I'd feel really good about it. Well, my the one I didn't hit on was the Christian McCaffrey uh, carries. I didn't expect them to get murdered. You know, I thought I thought it was going to be a close game. I mean, he was clearly he was on pace to get it in the first half, and then they just didn't run in the second because they're they down. Nice down. Yeah, they were down. It was thirty to twelve with like fourteen min- or uh, ten minutes to go. I in just hit on Brock's though. He hit it. <laughs> he hit on his last pass attempt. I texted you as soon as he hit the over and I was like, look, Brock made it. And you were like, yeah, well, he's hurt now. So he just barely made it. But yes, the ones we hit on were the Brock Purdy passing yards over. I told you to take CMC to score a touchdown in the first half because that was plus money. And you doubled your money with that bet. Thank you, Christian. And you had the Isaiah Likely over on receiving yardage and he hit that. So those were our three winners last week. Nice. I have three more winners for you this week. Oh, see that? See the transition there? That is smoothness right there. All right. You know what I'm going to ask you, Michelle? What am I going to ask you? What's my best, best bet? Your fastball best bet guaranteed to make you money. You know what? I was going to go with Devo, but I think really any week, just bet on Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> whether it be touchdowns or scrim- I'm going to take a scrimmage yards, right? Because if you bet on this touchdown, we all know you're not winning much money there, but over 121 and a half scrimmage yards. It- it's insane, right? His projections are always insane, but guess what? He always, <laughs> he always hits it. I mean, he has over 130 scrimmage yards in each of the last five games. He did that last week and all like, the offense, I guess, was moving, but right. He only had 14 carries and he still had 131 scrimmage yards. He still had 103 rushing yards. This guy is just amazing. And the last the commander started off as a pretty good run defense to start the year, but they're just falling apart everywhere. The last two weeks, the commanders allowed Brees Hall to have 191 scrimmage yards <laughs> and then Tyron Williams the week before that to have 155 scrimmage yards. I see no reason Christian McCaffrey, unless they're. Like the only way he doesn't hit this is if they're up by like 40 points and CMC doesn't play like the fourth quarter. But he, if they're up by that much, that probably means he already hit the 122 scrimmage yards he needs. So, yeah, I mean, it's possible that, especially if, the, like you said, they allow so many yards after catch that maybe a couple plays to Debo or Kittle or Ayuk go for scores and then they're winning by so much that they pull him. But Kyle usually doesn't do that, though. That's the thing. Like he usually leaves these guys in there. So I, I think you got to go with that over. I had that written down as one of them. There, the Washington defense is so bad. I was tempted to just bet everything. Like just take every 49ers bet that there is yeah. because they stink. Yeah, you could take all the pass catchers. I mean, I, I don't have them all written down, but Kittle, Ayuk, they should all hit their overs. But mine is going with Debo because right now his overs 
pretty low because the last two weeks he's only had 48 and 47 receiving yards. So they have him at 57 and a half receiving yards in this game. And it's because, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't hit it either the last two weeks, but last week I did, I went into that game thinking it was a really hard matchup for Debo, right? The Ravens are physical. I did think they were going to limit his yards after the catch. He had 12 targets and only came out with four receptions, 47 yards. If Debo has 12 targets in this game, oh my goodness, he's going to put up 200 receiving yards. But the commanders have allowed, A, the most passing yards per game this year, the second most receiving yards to wide receivers this season. And again, I've already brought up the fourth most yards after catch per reception. So he he hasn't hit this the last two weeks, but the two weeks prior, 116, 149, I expect that him to double this projection, have at least 100-something yards. So I'm, I'm going with over 57 and a half receiving yards. It, you could justify any offensive bet that you want. The one I had written down actually was Brandon Ayuk, 67 and a half receiving yards. That's a little higher. I think that was the highest for the 49ers. Um, I think that they didn't use Ayuk enough early in the game. He's so freaking good. Um, he was a ghost there for so long. I mean, he had yeah. that catch early in the game. And but I think it was like a good quarter and a half, two quarters before he had a second catch. It was a really long time in between. Yeah, I wrote down in big capital letters in my notes, where is Ayuk? Because I was like, what the hell? But then you look down at the end of the game, Michelle, and you see Brandon Ayuk, six catches, 113 yards. He actually put up a lot of yards at garbage yeah. time. With the, yeah, Arnold. garbage time. When but I mean, just trying to run out the clock, you know, the Ravens. The purposes, yeah, but you could still win money. Like, we don't care for the purposes. Oh, yeah, of- yeah, 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 yeah. So I have Ayuk over 67 and a half receiving yards. I don't think he's going to be that absent from the game plan. I think he's going to be able to get open. And like you said, they allow so many yards after catch. He's not going to need, that's the thing about the Niners too, is like, you don't need all these guys to have seven, eight, nine catches to hit these overs. Sometimes three, four catches is enough to do it because they just break off these chunk plays. So I will go Ayuk 67 and a half yards receiving. That is uh that's not my fastball best bet, but since you mentioned the Debo thing, I thought I would mention the Ayuk thing as well. My fastball Best bet in the game. Mm, man. <laughs> do you have one? I, it's a defensive one, but it has nothing to do with data. You know how I get wrapped up in like narrative and storyline and stuff. Chase Young, at least one sack. It's okay. minus 105, which is not great, but not terrible odds. But here's the thing. He's facing his old team. And he said in the media, oh, you know, it's just another game, blah, blah, blah. Nick Bosa said Chase Young behind the scenes is like geeked up, pumped up, like ready to go. And I talked to Jamal Forrest, who covers Washington for Hogs Haven, the SB Nation Washington community. He told me this. I didn't know this story. Like days before Chase Young got traded, his dad called a local radio station in D.C. and was like, you're going to see how good Chase Young is when he gets traded. And obviously, a couple of days later, he got traded. And there were a lot of anonymous quotes from Washington personnel saying the trade of Chase Young is addition by subtraction. So they basically were like, we're better without you. We don't want you. We traded you. His dad's calling up a local radio station saying, watch out for how good this guy is. Bosa is saying he's all pumped up behind the scenes. Washington, oh, by the way, has allowed 60 sacks this year six zero and that's not an exaggeration that's the actual number i just have a feeling chase young is going to go nuts this week give me at least one sack chase young in this game 
so this is my thing. They have allowed 60 sacks, but so many of those are on Sam Howell. And Sam Howell's my boy. I like him. I wanted the Steelers to take him over Kenny Pickett, and I still would prefer that because Kenny Pickett is straight garbage. But that class was just straight garbage, right, of quarterbacks. But all of those have come on Sam Howell. I mean, Jacoby Brissett has played yes. a couple quarters now. It has not been sacked on any of his dropbacks. So he's getting the ball out quickly. He's much better at not taking the sacks. It doesn't – I doesn't mean he's going to be not sacked throughout this entire game as a starter. I'm sure they will be some. What does Chase Young have? Like two and a half sacks so far with the 49ers? I think that's accurate. Yes. In five yeah. games, I think it is. Two he, and a half. I mean, hopefully he's geeked up and ready to go because he needs to do some more. Let's go. Why You're playing. You face? I saw that face. You were like, what does Chase Young even have with the 49ers? You were, that was, because a I, I expected more from him. And I do think they look better overall with Chase Young there. And I, I think he's helping out Nick Bosa a lot, but they should be helping out each other. He's got two and a half sacks in seven games. He had five sacks in seven games with the commanders. But even if the, like, why even- is his odds minus 105? I feel like it should be. Plus, with him only having two and a half sacks through seven games of the 49ers. I think, they know. I think Vegas is thinking like I'm thinking, baby. Um, I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Sam Howell, right? 60 sacks. Even if 20 of the sacks are on Sam Howell and not on the offensive line, that's still 40 sacks. Oh, the- I think 40 of the sacks are probably on Sam Howell. That dude holds on the ball forever. Yeah, I mean, what Jacoby Brissett is clearly an upgrade without question and he's a big guy he's six four like 250 he can move especially for a guy his size so it's not going to be easy and he's he'll protect the ball better than sam howell too so i was not thrilled to see that news but i think at least once chase young is going to get it whether even if it's like a kind of a bogus like bosa actually forces the pressure and chase young is kind of just in the right place right time like that's all it takes for me to cash this bet and i'm counting on it this week all right, that's your best bet of the week. It's a bold one, but I, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I like your thought process behind it. I'm gonna go with a Commanders player as well for. Oh wait, no, Chase Young's not a Commanders player. Anymore. He's a, a 49ers player. I tried to transition well, it did not work out. <laughs> I'm going with Terry McLaurin, uh, Commanders wide receiver, over 52 and a half receiving yards, and this is all because Jacoby Brissett is playing. Listen, McLaurin and Brissett clearly have this connection. And like I said, Brissett would just throw it up. They have played 21 snaps together over the last two weeks, just 21 snaps. And they have connected for 122 receiving yards and a touchdown. (laughs) So clearly Brissett favors McLaurin, right? And the 49ers have allowed the fourth most receptions to wide receivers this season which I was pretty surprised to see. Uh, They're pretty good at limiting the amount of yards per reception. So the yards aren't all the way up there. They're kind of middle of the pack there, but fourth most receptions. But we saw last week, Zay Flowers was just getting those chunk plays because he was just really not guarded all that often. But I could see him having a similar type game to Zay Flowers with the 72 yards a touchdown. Like, I don't think McLaurin's going to go off off for 150 yards or anything. Maybe he could, but I do think he definitely hits – 53 receiving yards. I think like you said, he's got good chemistry with Brissett. Number one, number two, let's say that the Niners do their normal thing where the number one option usually eats that leads you to think he's going to hit the over or three. Let's say the Niners are killing Washington. Well, guess what they're going to have to do pass. 
that leads you to think that he's going to hit this over. So when you've got a bet where kind of it's independent of the game script, it doesn't really matter how the game script goes. Those are the ones I feel like you should feel really, really good about. I actually did write that down. Uh, and his over for catches is four and a half in the game. To me, he's definitely going to catch at least five passes in the game. There's Unless he gets hurt, to me, there's no way he doesn't catch at least one pass a quarter. Yeah, I think he's going to have some big chunk plays. That's why I went with the receiving yards, so I don't have to worry about the receptions. But I like both of them. Yeah, I, I agree. We've seen this too many times with the Niners. I actually, I didn't have it as one of my best bets, but Brissett's over for passing yards in the game is 229 and a half. That's not that much. And the Niners, they'll give you some pass yards. We don't know what the safety situation is because Jair Brown has been banged up. That means it could be Logan Ryan at safety or, or gulp Isaiah Oliver at safety. Like, yee, that, that, that's not great. And Jacoby Brissett's been around long enough that he's going to target that guy. So uh, you can definitely see some over in the passing yardage for Brissett and over in, in uh, McLaurin's receiving yards. Yeah, and Brock Purdy... I don't know why they keep it at that. It's one and a half passing touchdowns. I think he easily gets that, but it's like minus 175 odds or something. So not making any money off of it unless you put down a ton. But if you can find one where they have it at two and a half, you think Brocky can throw three touchdowns in this game? Yes. The only thing that scares me is if McCaffrey runs them in. Like they get down there a bunch of times, but McCaffrey gets the touches. That so let's say McCaffrey puts up 150 yards in this game. A more touchdowns or not a few that would be crazy a couple more touchdowns say he gets in twice 150 yards is he like should he really be mvp of the league like i know they're talking about lamar jackson now after because it was on christmas night but lamar would have the worst stats in nfl history among uh, among mvps i mean he's averaging 1.3 passing touchdowns per game no one has won this award under 1.6 passing touchdowns per game it's not like he has a lot of rushing touchdowns either so it's even like his total touchdowns per game would be the lowest. And I don't know. It just seems like if they gave that to him, it would be really based off of this one game against the 49ers, which would be pretty crazy. So Christian McCaffrey, I think, really needs to be at the top of this conversation. I think he's absolutely there. Lamar has 24 total touchdowns on the year. Christian McCaffrey has 21. And Lamar back. Like, that. that is... Christian McCaffrey has more touchdowns than Lamar has passing touchdowns on the year. Right. Because Lamar has 19, I think, right? 19 passing touchdowns. Like, I don't even think, honestly, like Lamar was fine against the 49ers, but they kept setting him up with short fields. So he really couldn't put up a ton of big numbers because he didn't have far to go. One of the drives started at the 49ers nine yard line. One of the drives started at like the Niners 47 yard line. I do know that like, okay, he has gotten them down the field a lot and so many of his running backs have taken touchdowns, right? But then also you're playing with an extremely dominant defense. I know that we can use all these for Brock Purdy too, right? But at least Brock Purdy has the stats, right? You can say he has a really good defense. He has good playmakers. Other people like, are helping him out. That's exactly what's happening with the Ravens, but he doesn't have even close to the stats that Brock Purdy has. Honestly, I think Brock Purdy, I know one bad games. Like what if Brock Purdy had this bad game in week two? No one even be thinking about it come now. I think that one game is getting so overblown. And I, I think that does to four interceptions and zero, zero touchdowns really just probably does knock you out of it. Josh Allen, keep an eye on him. I think he deserves it more than Lamar. Uh, I don't, yeah, this whole, it, it's just because it was played on Christmas night and everyone was watching. I feel like Lamar is now the top contender for this. 
That's definitely part of it. Primetime games and narrative is a huge part of it. Oh, Modelo time, 1999. Just put this in the chat. Jacoby Brissett added to the injury report with a hamstring injury. I actually did not see that. Let me just do a quick Twitter. If it's going to be Sam Howell, you need to sprint that Chase Young. But okay, so he's Chase. questionable. Ian Rappaport just tweeted, Jacoby Brissett is now questionable with a hamstring injury that he suffered in today's practice. He was just added. It opens the door for Sam Howell potentially stepping in and starting again. Something to monitor. Wow. Does he really have a hamstring injury? Is this the commanders trying to, you know, jerk the 49ers around oh, a little bit? Why would, why would they? They're out of playoff contention. Like, what would be the point of? playing all these mind games, but I will say you need to get that bet in for chase young already. Like it needs to go in a, even if Jacoby's hampered and has the hamstring that should slow him down a bit. And then if it's Sam, Howell, he's going to be sacked a hundred times in this game, man. Oh, so this is fascinating because this is just for people that don't know how it works. The sharps, the, the smart bettors are doing exactly what Michelle said. They are running to the sports books right now because they want to get the best odds right now because the odds are going to shift very, very quickly. In fact, they may already have shifted yeah. uh, based on this news. And they may the have already sharps, taken it down. The Sharps want to get that bet in before Vegas has time to react. And you have a very limited window in order to do that. I'm just going to check really quickly. Let me see. <laughs> are you going to do it while we're, while we're recording? Oh, is it gone? Let me see. It might be they, gone. Uh, it. No, it's still there. It's still there, and it's still at 105. You know what? I'm going to do it right now. Give me yeah, Jay, I'll take the risk. Even if, like you said, if Jacoby's hurt and he can't move around as good as as maybe you and think. You wanted, you wanted to do it anyways, and now you have a chance that it's going to be Sam Howell. And if it's Sam Howell, he's going to get eaten alive. My poor man. If yeah. he could just fix that situation, he has a great arm. He's a good playmaker. He has mobility. He just holds on to the ball for 500 years. He was leading the league in passing yardage for a while. I know. And then he had to face some really tough matchups over the last handful, like the Jets and the Cowboys, I think. I don't know who it was, but still, yeah, he, he was struggling. I got the bet in. You got it in. Let's oh, go. yeah. I feel super good. Um, Let me give one more because I actually have only given two right now. So I'll give a third. And I, you may have to convince me here. You've got me looking at these longest reception bets, especially with the 49ers, they always rip off chunk plays. The longest reception, and, and maybe you could help me make sense of this too. The longest completion for Brock is 40 and a half yards, but the longest reception for the 49ers player is Ayuk at 26 and a half. How are those two things possible? If you think no 40, if you're putting a line for the 49ers in the t- mid twenties, how is Brock's line over 40? Well, I think you're trying with those guys, you have to pick the correct one to get the 40, right? So I, I think that's what comes in. They're probably assuming that those guys have a chance to hit the 40, but you're not going to put that all the way up there. Nobody would place that bet. Everyone would take right. the under, right? And that you're choosing with Brock, it could go to any of those guys. With those guys, it has to be them. Just one one outcome. True. So do you like Ayuk at 26 and a half or do you like Kittle at 22 and a half? Washington's pretty good against the tight end, I think. But George is like, even with one or two targets, he's still getting like 50 yards a game. I like both of them, but I like Kittle's a little more. What's Debo's? Uh, let me look really quick. I didn't, for some reason, I decided not to write Debo Samuels down. He is at 23 and a half. So he's at 23 and a half. Kittle's at 22 and a half. That's the lowest. And Ayuk is at 26 and a half. 
26 is long. Like I could, I, he's definitely going to have some 20 yards or 20 yarders, right? But is it 23? Is it 24? 25? 26 yeah. and a half is pretty long. So I, I would go with one of the shorter ones because I do think all of these guys have a 20 yard catch in this game. So if you if you want to go with the lowest one, that would be Kittle, and I think he hits that. Kittle had seven catches for 126 in the game, including a 58 yarder. He's been man. He has been getting chunk plays like the four or five yard passes to Kittle. Those have kind of gone away. Now when he goes to Kittle, it's 15, 20, 25 yards. I think I might go Kittle. He's the lowest of the bunch. He's probably the least likely to hit it. But I think I, I don't know. He'll get one. Just give me one pop. Maybe they do that, that crazy ass double fake screen play and then hit Kittle wide open over the middle. That'll do it. That's going to be a 20 yard play. I'll take over Kittle 22 and a half. as my third best bet. I like that. And they, I mean, these two teams just played what week 16 of last year, not too long ago, Kittle had 120 yards and two touchdowns in that game. So mm-hmm. he, he was the leader of the pack. Sheldon Salazar says, just curious, is this your real voice, Rob, or is it just your radio voice? Either way, great voice. Well, thank you. It is my real voice. Um, I will say that there's some processing and stuff that the microphone does that helps me sound a little better than I normally do, but no, this is my actual voice. I will say my dogs are barking in the background, so I'm very sorry. Uh, but I will say there was one time I heard you on a different podcast. I don't know if you had different equipment and I did not realize it was you for a good, like five minutes. And I had no idea I was listening to you. What podcast was it? No idea. It was like a year ago. Uh, I think I told you at the time, your voice sounded a hundred percent different. So it's so weird how different uh, equipment can make your voice sound. I wonder what I sound like to people. Yeah. The microphone that I'm a microphone geek, just so everybody knows, cause I'm an old radio guy. The microphone you use absolutely has an effect on how you sound a thousand percent. Plus, I'm a little sick right now, too. I'm fighting something. And that that usually, especially in the early stages of my sickness, gives me like a deeper, definitely like a better radio voice. Raspy. I need to get sick to have my raspy voice. Seriously, sometimes it, it actually makes you sound better, even if you feel terrible. Okay, so just recap quickly your three best bets for for this week. Yes, so they are Debo Samuel over 57 and a half receiving yards, Christian McCaffrey over 121 and a half scrimmage yards, and Terry McLaurin over 52 and a half receiving yards. Can we call Terry McLaurin TMC? Or is that no good? TMC. Yeah, Terry McLaurin TMC. You know, like Christian McCaffrey is CMC. No, no. A, he's not good enough to give him that nickname, but just no. Sheldon Salazar says Michelle greater than Kay Adams. That's not true, but I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Michelle is a huge Kay Adams fan, so you were never going to get her to go along with that. Um, my three best bets for the week, Chase Young, at least one sack, especially now that Sam Howell might play. I feel that has skyrocketed to my fastball best bet for sure. Kittle, longest reception, over 22 and a half yards, and I totally forgot my third one. Uh, yep, totally forgot the, it. The, the Chase Young one? No, the Chase Young I had and the Kittle one I had. For some reason, I can't remember the third. Did you see? I know I liked the McLaurin, but I don't know if I gave another one. Maybe it was Brissett over 229 and a half. I don't know. I just forgot. You'll have to listen to the show. Well, you had uh, Brandon Ayuk's receiving yards. 67 and a half. Yeah, that could have been it too. Take all of them. Take everybody into the pool. The more bets you take, the better your odds of hitting them, right? What the hell? Oh, yeah. That's a great lesson to teach people. Just keep betting your money. You'll win sooner or later. (laughs) The important thing is it's not my money. Let's be honest. Um, Only bet what you can afford. Don't be crazy out there. Yes. Only 
bet where you can afford to lose. Assume you're going to yeah. lose it all, and then you can make your bets. Oh, yes. Gameplan.exe says, stats, if I stream 95.7 the game on Sunday morning from a different app, does that give you credit for the ratings? I want to support you from Oregon. First of all, thank you very much. Uh, if you don't know, you can hear the Gold Standard Network Hour on 95.7 The Game, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Sunday mornings. It's a new show. It's not a rebroadcast of a podcast. So if you listen to all the pods and you're like, oh, I don't need to hear it, it's different. It, the only place you can get it is 95.7. Um, if you stream from a different app, I, I don't know the answer to that, honestly. But you know what? You do what you got to do. We appreciate the support. Michelle's going to try and be on the show next week, which I'm very excited about you. You big-timed us this week, so don't think I haven't forgotten about that. Big-timed you. Yep, too busy. Too busy to join the show this week. Listen, you know how much work I had to put into a few days because uh, Christmas was Monday. It was busy, all right? But I'll be there next week, and I'm very, very excited. Did you have a good Christmas? I didn't even I ask. Did. I did. I had a wonderful Christmas. What about you? It was all right. Okay. Honestly, I don't even remember. Nobody got me alcohol. That's one thing I was kind of bummed about. I didn't get a bottle of wine, a bottle of whiskey. Is that not... something that normally people get you? Yeah. Oh. I don't like alcohol. It's an easy... I, I would not get you that. I would not think that would be a present that you'd be looking forward to. It's Why an... don't you just go buy yourself? Well, obviously, I could buy myself anything. I'm a grown man. But if we're talking about gift-giving occasion, by the way, my birthday's next month. Just saying, anybody out there. I, like I have a very rum. fancy bottle of dark rum that I will never, ever drink if you like dark rum. Nah, rum is not my favorite. Where's your mug, Michelle? Oh, I should have that with me, but I don't I don't have any mug with me. I'm just drinking water right now. I'm such a lame I got everybody on the Gold Standard team a mug, a Gold Standard Network mug with our show logo on it. And awesome. no one has brought them on the pod this week. I'm very upset at all of you. That is very rude of us. We should have all brought it. I did not think about it. Uh, but I, I do love my mug. And you you, you sent two, one for my wife. So that was very sweet. Of course I did. Without you guys, there would be no Gold Standard Network. And I'm very, very grateful for that and all the support. So thank you. Thank everybody out there for all your support. By the way, if you want to become a YouTube channel member, you can. It's less than $3 a month. Please support the channel. You get custom emojis. You get membership badges. You get priority comment response. Come on, less than $3 a month. Please, please do it. Support the channel. Like and subscribe. Hit the bell so you'll know when we go live. Uh, and we'll be live after the game. For the Instant Reaction Podcast, we're always live after the game on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. So hop in. God help us. If if you want to see angry Rob, <laughs> if the 49ers lose, you're going to see me absolutely lose my mind in this one. So that's why you need to join either way. Uh, ooh, we got a super chat from Sheldon. Thank you. Love all you guys do. Best 49ers pod by far. I like when you guys get sidetracked and we get to know you a little more. Oh, see? We need to all just have a, a gathering. We should do a gold standard, like, meetup. And we should all go to San Francisco and do a gold standard meetup. That would be so much fun during the offseason. I would love that. It's, it's weird that none of us actually live in San Francisco. Yeah. I'm in Connecticut. You're in Texas. Jason Aponte is in Jersey. Steph Sanchez is in Colorado. Vish is in Illinois. Grant, well, actually, Grant is out there. That's true. Grant on Wednesdays, he covers the team, obviously, so he has to live out there. But other than that, we're all spread out. We've never been. Maybe we'll place. see someone come to meet us and, like, you know, give Grant a little punch in the face or something. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got into it this week. Oh man, you there's a long line. I have a feeling there's a long line for that opportunity. I'll just say that Grant has a way of getting under 49ers fan skin, specifically this week, uh, because he was 
claiming that that Brock Purdy got benched and that Kyle wanted Sam Darnold to throw a touchdown because that would have started a quarterback controversy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he and I argued about that one. That's I will say this too. Like if Darnold or the Niners score a touchdown there, it's a one score game at the end of that game. As much as the Ravens kicked the hell out of the 49ers, now he didn't score, so we can't say that, but like they actually fought a little more than you than the final score looks like they fought. Sure. That's that's all I have to say about that. Just sure. that. The Ravens kicked their booties. Well, they did. And I have I said that from the word jump. Uh, and God, the Niners are going to be pissed this week. I think they're going to come out and try and smash the commanders. Hopefully they don't push it too. Like they are going to be pissed, right? But maybe their emotions can run too high and start making mistakes. They need to just play their game. They're way, way, way better than the commanders. Just play your game as you usually do. And if they do that, they'll smash them. Don't overthink it, you know? Don't get outcoached by Ron Rivera, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. We'll talk after the game. Bye, y'all. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This has been a Gold Standard Podcast Network production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.